call When all that you see Are actors on your television singing our key What savvy, well-versed heroes can settle the score Once more with TV Welcome, Couch Gags and Couch Hags, to Once More with TV, a podcast celebrating TV musical episodes from the sublime to the subprime. And definitively ranking them using every theater child's worst nightmare, math. Oof. I'm your co-host, Liza Truchel, she, her, and I'm a Julie Andrews enthusiast. And I'm your co-host, Alex Kovnatsky, he, him, and I think The Simpsons has too many episodes. Scalding hot take. Okay, yeah, wow. Fox <laughs> has a strong disagree on that one. I think they renewed it for like season fucking 40 the other day. Yeah, what, what do they know? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but this uh, week we're doing uh, My Fair Laddie, Simpsons season 17, episode 12, aired in 2006. Uh, Liza, what is your mm-hmm. relationship with The Simpsons? Um. This is about the time I was watching The Simpsons in my life, actually, I would say, mm. from uh, between early aughts. Let's just say early aughts. Uh, my family had many DVD box sets of the early Simpsons seasons. So watched a good amount when everything was still much pointier and like uglier, mm-hmm. like the older animation. But yeah, I've seen I've seen a good amount um, it was something that my whole family could agree on watching, which was pretty mm-hmm. rare for us. So I think that's how it worms its way into a lot of American households. <laughs> um, I do, of Matt Groening's work, I do generally prefer Futurama. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what about you? What, what have you seen? What have you not seen? Yeah, similar boat. I've watched all of Futurama and prefer that a little bit more. The Simpsons I watched really late. I didn't watch The Simpsons at all until like college. Um, and even then I watched maybe two seasons worth, like maybe the first couple seasons. And I really liked it. I remember going, oh, every episode is very funny. They have a lot of great goofs, but I think it, it's just a little repetitive for me. But obviously, it's... I'm sorry. You think after 35 years they're not finding <laughs> fresh content? It's crazy. Yeah, I, I, you know, uh, my scalding hot take. I think there's uh, too many of those, uh, The Simpsons. But I'll watch like an equal amount of anime, so I don't know what I'm saying. Honestly, <laughs> uh, I think The Simpsons is very good. I think it's not necessarily particularly for me, but uh, I do think it's funny most of the time. Same, I think. I think that's a relatively good take. We'll talk about it. Some things about it, it since it's been on so long, mm-hmm. some things have aged better and worse than other things. There's a there's a degree there. And I think for me, what was surprising about watching this was I think I forgot how harebrained The yeah. Simpsons is, like how yeah. fast it is and how straight jokes will go off on a tangent for yeah. a little while. And they're like five plots an episode like i was surprised (laughs) at the number of subplots that like kept coming up here Mm -hmm. yeah the only word i could think of was harebrained it was really i think that's right i think that's right i think the thing that i've really liked about the simpsons and futurama for that matter is that it's like very smart quick dialogue about very dumb things 
Um, mm, like mm-hmm. we will talk about the dumbest stuff and have the dumbest, dumbest jokes in it, but it's so quick and so sharp and witty at times that I'm like, what's going on here? Um, and I can't keep mm-hmm. up half the time. Yeah. It kind of leaves you reeling. That's half the humor is that yes. you're reeling from the last scene and you're thrown into something brand new now. Yeah. Oh, the other thing, <laughs> my other connection to the Simpsons is actually, I play it a lot, a lot, a lot of simpsons hit and run oh as a, a classic game a an incredible game, game. I, I, it deserves a mention <laughs> it really does it really does and it re- deserves a revamp i want them to remake that game um and i know i'm I not the only person the who feels that way out of that game no you are not the only person that feels that way i would play the fuck out of it if it was available right now are you kidding me yeah gta with the simpsons come on yeah it was amazing i will say that as like a tiny nerdy child i actually used to drive according to traffic laws (laughs) like a lot of the time i'd make a game out of like how well can i obey traffic laws because i hated running from the police because i honestly nerd (laughs) i can relate i've definitely done that before in games too um but then Mm -hmm. there there comes a certain point where it becomes more frustrating than fun and then you just break oh yeah and then you just bulldoze through people's homes exactly exactly there comes a point when you're going to drive through that tobacco field and just (laughs) absolutely obliterate townsfolk on your way exactly this episode is uh, like we said titled my fair laddie and it very heavily plays on uh the musical my fair lady so i think it's worth a shout um what's your relationship to my fair lady the musical liza um i have a suspicion that i was named after the main character of my fair lady and that my mother will not admit it this is (laughs) a long-standing fight (laughs) um she claims that the name just kind of came to her out of nowhere and that she just thought it sounded like classy (laughs) and Mm -hmm. i guess like refined and i think that this musical is where she sort of got that idea like Uh she thought it was refined yet sassy i think was kind of her wording on it which is like that's the plot of my fair lady and that is a character named i'm notably i'm not an elizabeth i'm an Mm -hmm. eliza that's it so yeah i have a sneaking suspicion that uh, my mom just won't admit that she and my mom is a noted julie andrews enthusiast by the way so yeah i i think that this show might actually be my namesake which is a wild thing to think because i also don't actually know the show that well i've seen it a few times i've seen the film that julie should have been in and um, i really enjoy it but i wouldn't say i know it overly well how about you yeah well i was just gonna say i when i think of you liza as your origin story i do think of like a a, a poor cockney woman that Thank is just that trying is as hard as possible yeah that <laughs> yeah. is that is the vibe i've been cultivating for many years so thank you yeah a vibe you've been cultivating as like a repression right like mm-hmm. i'm re- repressing the cockney origins of myself um <laughs> but uh my fair lady actually also isn't a show i know super well I've i've seen the movie a long time ago I really love I Could Have Danced All Night and On the Street Where You Live. Like, I, I think those songs are pretty timeless and classic. But I really don't know the show super well and did have to kind of remember what the plot points were of the musical while watching this. But it is a pretty direct one-to-one um, in this Simpsons episode. Yeah, I mean, we've got, um, to transition to it, we've got Groundskeeper Willie, 
who admits at one point that he has no last name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We got groundskeeper Willie, our Scottish groundskeeper, whose entire life is at the elementary school in Springfield. And Lisa decides that she's going to make him into a refined gentleman before the science fair, which is a gala. (laughs) I love Uh, that, actually. I love that bit. I I honestly... No notes. That was incredible. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is the a plot of this episode as i mentioned like simpsons you just get wild b plots we open with bart and a very sadistic new gym teacher yeah it it was weird yeah the a plot is my fair lady the b plot is bart trying to get back at his gym teacher and then the c but plot kind of is only for the first like two minutes like it's kind of the cold open and then it is the impetus for groundskeeper Willie's home is destroyed by Bart's frozen dodgeball mm-hmm. full of water. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I had a note about, too, because yeah. the other the other plot point is Homer um, kind of repping blue jeans. Um, no, blue pants. <laughs> blue I actually pants. I'm sorry, couldn't blue pants. get enough of that storyline. I was <laughs> laughing the whole time. It really caught me off guard. Um, Homer rips his only blue pants, and as like an animated character, he can only wear blue pants. Um, and has to go find more. And I really the scene where he's walking through all of like the neon signs yeah, of like no blue pants. I really like. I was earnestly laughing pretty hard. I was so confused, though, to your point that they completely drop those by the end of it. And it really, like, for, like, the first third, we have the all blue... three. Yeah, they kind of keep the blue pants one. I mean, like, at the end, there's that that he's gotten rid of the ad that he drew on his head. And <laughs> he's drawn other ads on his body. That's sort of the stinger with him and Marge. Yeah. Um, He's drawn other ads on his body. One says, eat main potatoes, but that's actually just a reminder to him (laughs) to eat main (laughs) potatoes, which he keeps by the bed. I was tickled by that. It's it's super funny, but I think that is the last time we see that. And I guess he just has those tattoos now. And of course, it's going to be washed away for the next episode. I think I'm kind of unfamiliar with Simpsons as a format of like, how do they end their plots? Because it seems like they didn't really for those two. Well, there's sort of a, um, there's kind of a nod to it, actually. I think it might be Principal Skinner, who, when Groundskeeper Willie goes back to his job, and he says, in the great tradition of returning things to as they were, Groundskeeper Willie is, like, now (laughs) a groundskeeper again. Because that's sort of the bit of The Simpsons, right? It's been on 35 years, but Lisa's still, oh my god, is she eight? And Bart is 10, or something Mm -hmm, like that. Like, like they're still, um... And Maggie is still a baby. <laughs> right, right. So I think kind of the goof is that, you know, there is no, like, plots can just kind of drop off because you start each episode fresh. It's the same mm-hmm. set of characters, but there's, like, a new, there are very few multi-part storylines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just start with the same set of characters every time. Yeah. I'm curious to talk about the music. I almost feel like we can talk about all of the musical numbers together because I kind of have the same notes for each one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Wouldn't It Be Lovely gets turned into Wouldn't Be Adequate, The I, Rain I, in Spain. I had a little giggle. That's, I, I mean, that's, giggle. I think, probably my favorite of the songs, just mm-hmm. because I think opening with that song, too, I think really hits that we're like, oh, we're going to be satirizing all of these songs. It's also such a great I want for Willie. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. like, <laughs> Willie's been living in a shack for... <laughs> 
X number of years. We know that in a flashback, his father told him he was born garbage and he'll always be trash when he was <laughs> yes. literally a baby, which was pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> and it's, so his big dream is not like a room somewhere far away from the cold night air. It's literally just, you know, a room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> End mm-hmm. of sentence. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I truly had a real laugh at Lisa. Of course, he comes to stay at the Simpsons' home, which is how mm-hmm. Lisa hatches her plan. And um, she sees him on her couch and asks, it says, Willie, I hope I'm not being too personal, but you seem resigned <laughs> to a life of abject squalor. <laughs> oh, we simply must stand Lisa Simpson. She's the best. We are. She is always an icon and a hero. Um, I don't know when she started talking to my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I really did lose it. That line caught me really off guard. I forgot how, again, it's been a while since I saw the show and I kind of forgot how Lisa's really the only one that is allowed to be just razor sharp. Yes. Everybody else is razor sharp about dumb shit. She's actually just allowed to be Mm quick-witted. And that really, uh, full send. I I loved that. (laughs) I think it's also very fun and good that Lisa Simpson ends up being the the Higgins of... Uh, this she episode, is the Henry Higgins here, and her ulterior motive is just to like win the science fair, which she could have done with any other project she would have done. So it this doesn't really feel super duplicitous. Like yeah. this doesn't. <laughs> like, what is? I guess it's a. I don't know. Anthropology is a social science, and I suppose that involves certain studies of dialect and behavior. <laughs> It's certainly an experiment. It's a goddamn stretch. I mean, it's an experiment. (laughs) I don't know that if you were to write a scientific abstract that it would be accepted into any major papers, but... (laughs) (laughs) I accept it. I I think she deserved to win. Although I did like the surprise meter or whatever. That was really good. good. That was very good. I forget the little kid's name. The little clever one in the bow tie, who's Lisa's rival. Yeah, I loved the moderate shock. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. I honestly, though, the only thing with that, I wish there'd be a stinger where we saw what happens when it went into red. Because it, like, oh, yeah, it does have a red. I was waiting for that punch, actually. Mm. Mm. Um, That kind of of annoyed me. Anyway, so, but with Lisa as Henry Higgins, we get the rain in Spain turns into what flows from the nose, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is a very Simpsons y, like, let's just take this song and make it dumb as shit (laughs) yeah for me the thing that's really funny with this too is that like they kind of follow the same formula for every single song of like let's just change a couple of these words and keep the melody completely the same and uh just just play it straight well the melodies are like reminiscent but not completely the same they're far enough off to avoid rights issues i think i think i think most of them are pretty one for one because i don't think they have to worry about rights if it's satire right If it's satire i know they don't but they're not quite the same i don't okay maybe maybe that's my memory wrong because definitely the one that is later um on the street where you live the shack where i lived right that's true Um, that one is different that was pretty (laughs) (laughs) that's a little sideways it took me a minute to realize exactly what song we were doing in the 
what flows from the nose, though, Homer does come in and try to be a part of the song, and they tell him to go <laughs> off and do his own song, and he kind of does a little bit of "I'm getting or going I'm, off to church in the morning." What is that one? Yeah, I'm getting married in um, the morning. Get me to get me to church morning. on time. Get me to the so church on time, yeah. right? So he kind of does that a little bit to himself with no accompaniment, which I found pretty amusing. <laughs> <laughs> just to um, himself, just walking down the stairs. Just walking down the stairs. Um, <laughs> but I, there's also a good gag during what floats from the nose where Willie freaks out about a talking mirror, like in a kind of like magical musical moment, the mirror sings back at him and he like smashes you, it. So that was especially jarring because just last night we started watching uh, The Fall of the House of Usher, which has been amazing so far. It's the really? same guy who okay. did Hill House. Um, oh, but dang. they're all spooky as shit. Spooky as shit. And they're all Edgar Allan Poe stories. Yeah. Um, and the episode I just watched last night was like, a lot of smashing mirrors because the mirror is saying other things, right? Sure. Um, Classic horror. It was quite gruesome, though. It was like very much like glass shards coming in people's faces. What an interesting thing, actually, for that to be both a tenet of very happy musicals and of (laughs) horror. (laughs) I think the line between horror and musical is paper thin. (laughs) 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 They're all magical realism, right? (laughs) No, I think you're right. I think I think one wrong move, one wrong note, and you're mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. in a horror movie, or your horror movie is a little too joyful. Yep. Who knows? And then you have Sweeney Todd just sitting right there. Oh the my god, Sweeney Todd currently screaming from his grave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh Groban is gonna bust down my door. Oh, <laughs> in any I'm still moment. trying to get tickets to a that. Dream. So expensive. A dream. Josh Groban. My address is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, speaking of hot men, uh, Willie becomes a, a hot, refined gentleman. Uh, <laughs> Willie becomes, sorry, Willie becomes G.K. Williamson or some <laughs> shit like that. Something the third. <laughs> Something the third. <laughs> and shows up to the science fair, a very fancy gala at the school. <laughs> and becomes a and hit sing- with all the ladies randomly, too. Yeah, is a hit with all the ladies, including most notably Principal Skinner's mom, who's a horn dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah love that for um, her love that for her and sings uh i could be indoors all night oh such a relatable number right <laughs> yeah i also could be indoors all night. <laughs> and yeah um martin is about to win the science fair when lisa does her big reveal that she has actually her experiment was to transform this man um, mm-hmm. But that's not the end of our episode. It's not mm-hmm. just a happy ending for Willie. The rule of The Simpsons is that everything has to go back to status quo by that's the right. end of the episode. So he, you know, sings his mournful on the street where you live, which is at the shack where I lived, where he reminisces mm-hmm. about his terrible home, which the music teacher is now living in as the new groundskeeper. Yeah. The gag where he'd somehow gotten onto the roof with the tractor. <laughs> Again, like, Simpsons jokes are dumb, but they're almost, like, so fast that there's no... Yeah. If they lingered for a second more, that wouldn't have been a funny gag. Totally. But because it was so fast, it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he becomes a maitre d' at a fancy restaurant, but then the mm-hmm. people of Springfield are not known for their class. Mm-hmm. So um, Willie just longs to be back in his shack and break free and just be a man of the dirt again and ride his tractor and so yeah yeah and i'm glad he gets that he does he does 
Another goof I just want to shout out in the middle of all that is when uh, they cut to the bar with the uh, with the billboard that's uh, talking oh God, at knows. people, <laughs> and it's just saying, "You don't have to look at me. You don't have to look at me." <laughs> it's so funny to me. It's so sad. <laughs> so rude it's um, very like we are not making eye contact with each other <laughs> that we were talking about earlier because yeah, yeah, we're both looking at our notes um yeah moses like what a what a sad little man um uh, my partner has a friend that they all call mo i did not know that his name was james until like probably a few months into knowing who he was because <laughs> when he was a teenager he looked a little bit like moses lack (laughs) (laughs) and they haven't let it go for it's been well over a decade and a half that they've been calling him this you you can't Um, let go someone looking somewhat like mo (laughs) he's in all of our phones as mo i we went to his wedding and i struggled to call him james in front of his family (laughs) oh that must have been shocking yeah, it was absolutely shocking to hear him referred to as James throughout the ceremony. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to Mo. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah, Mo's is like what a what a guy. But in in terms of uh the music and the a- actual songs of this, I think they're all quite pretty good, pretty passable satires. Um, they're I, real I, short. They're so they're, short. They're super, I mean, some super of them are like short. two lines. Like we are just really working off the idea that we have ip that's recognizable enough that exactly. we can just sort of riff for a little bit and move on but also it's a 20 minute show I, right you, you have just... to get in and get out yeah i i feel like the 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 shame of it is that i wish they leaned into it a little bit more like they commit to the plot of my fair lady i think more than they commit to the idea of this being a musical episode sure you know I, mean? I would agree with that yeah but the singing is all pretty solid, you know. Voice I, I actors. Don't... I mean, we run into this again and again. When you get animated casts, usually those voice actors are at least passable singers. Exactly. Yeah, I I don't think they're asked to do anything particularly difficult, but they're never distracting and they're always on pitch and always doing exactly what they need to be doing. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's pretty commendable. Yeah, totally. There is also a funny bit where I guess sort of like in character the music teacher can't sing that well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he kind of gets annoyed at willie he's like what if i had your voice i'd talk sing all the time <laughs> right exactly because <laughs> uh, yeah i think when you're for all that that voice actor is probably a relatively strong singer there are certain restrictions put on you when you're doing a character voice of a person who has a really nasally and annoying voice you can't mm-hmm. suddenly be an excellent singer I think overall, a lot of the jokes land, but some of them really don't age well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we open on a joke about a trans person. So that's fun. Yeah. That was a harsh open for me. Yeah. I was like, oof, we're back in 06. Okay. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) Um, I will say also, I didn't find the sadistic gym teacher storyline funny i didn't find the bombardment thing funny i didn't the repetition didn't work for me i just kept thinking this is going on for a long time yeah i thought bombardment was really funny when he asks bart if he's okay and then bart says yes and then he goes okay and then continues to bombard him and Mm -hmm. then after that it was too much um yeah 
went on yeah. for a long old time there's a callback to it much later on too and i was like god i'm really done with this man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can't do this what were uh i know you've mentioned some of your favorite jokes and gags in it but are there any others that you want to shout out as as moments that really had you laughing uh, the stinger where we've let Willie back into his hut and Lisa's made one change and that there's <laughs> yeah. a needle point of home sweet home and she made and he's like, oh, it's beautiful. Can you leave me alone for a moment? And as soon as she leaves, he smashes it on the ground and said, I liked it as it was. <laughs> it's very good. I like that It was really good. Too. It got me. It was pretty funny. Yeah. But how about you? Anything, anything we're missing on? I really like when Bart is first talking to Willie and says something about ravines and Willie goes, Don't be tantalizing me with tales about ravines. <laughs> That's so silly. <laughs> oh, the the speaking of just like silly stuff was Willie didn't want to go home with Marge and he's like, As long as I've got a pan over my head because <laughs> yeah, Marge doesn't have a home and it started raining and it's a colander. It's like, oh, that's where all my soup went. <laughs> so <laughs> dumb. Like... I think yeah. exactly at that moment I typed, This show's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's a really dumb show. I think it's so interesting. I think I always thought of The Simpsons as like Futurama's sedate cousin, but mm-hmm. there's not really anything sedate about it. No, it's, <laughs> it's actually quite crazy and weird. It just happens to be set in suburbia. Yeah. Um, so they never clarify what uh, state Springfield is in. Mm-hmm. It's just in America at an undisclosed Springfield location. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to, one last shout out, I had to like look this up because I was very confused about the like weird advertisement thing that they were doing in the middle of it with like a guy with his shirt off up against a wall God, forgot about that do you remember that like the butt jiggling for a long time (laughs) apparently that's like a very specific reference to a calvin klein ad that was run in the 90s and i looked it up and it is awful it is exactly that thing and it's weird and it's creepy so um, shout out that gag, I guess. But I think there was also some queer shaming in that joke as well, too. That wasn't mm. great. Can we uh, get Olivia? Olivia, can you paste in some audio from that Calvin Klein? <laughs> oh, my God. You don't want to. It's it's so bad. You got a real nice look. How old are you? 21. What's your name? August. Why don't you stand up? It's a nice body. Do you work out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can tell. It's so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, are we ready to score, Liza? Do you feel good? I feel ready. Let's go. Let's do it. All right, Liza, our first category here is kind of a big one. We were talking about a little bit towards the end there. General vibe, our enjoyment level, how well does it age? What are your thoughts? That is so tough with The Simpsons because, again, you the jokes per capita on this is off the charts i mean the simpsons Mm -hmm. they drop a joke every four seconds some of them are not good um and some of them really took me out of it we mentioned that at the top we have some pretty gross comments about a teacher who comes out as trans to his classroom we've got a little Mm -hmm. bit of queer shaming possibly in that blue pants advertisement uh and then we've got there's later in i could have been indoors all night i think he says i could be indoors all night and not feel like a fruit Mm -hmm. 
It's also just wild to claim that being inside all night is something only gay people do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I think it has so much more Maybe, to like, do closeting. really. Yeah, it has so much more to do, I think, with like Willie's form of masculinity, which is mm. so, so aggressively like outdoorsy and traditionally masculine and he like never showers and he's disgusting and i think that sort of has more to do with willie and his own insecurities than anything else but it's not needed you could have found another rhyme yeah Um, on your point i think there's like kind of a lot of gross masculinity in this episode like crusty with his date is pretty gross mm. the like i forgot about charity titties or whatever yeah and willie like t- putting boink slut in his calendar okay, i did laugh it is bad <laughs> it is extremely bad i did laugh it's so Liza. bad no <laughs> using the phrase boink is always gonna get me i'm sorry fair enough fair enough um but anyway, on top good. of all of those things it's it's yeah it, it doesn't age well in that sense i do think i enjoy this show this episode more than i don't enjoy it same um, i think again the speed of the jokes make some of these more forgivable because we don't really linger ever on anything therefore we don't linger for a long time in an overly misogynist joke space it's also it is 2006 mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. we the mistakes were made um anyway i'm thinking like george bush maybe, was still the president just by the oh way. my god george w bush <laughs> sorry to bring him up absolute trigger warning i should not have done that <laughs> i feel like a six may be pushing a seven yeah i think i think a six makes sense i enjoyed it more than i didn't enjoy it but it does have real issues yeah i agree with that um let's talk about the music how did you feel about the music in this episode obviously they're just taking the music from my fair lady but putting their own lyrics and a little bit of their own musical orchestration to it yeah what what were your thoughts um yeah i mean it's not inventive right so we're it's i'm gonna count it as found i think mm-hmm. um scores wise just because they are working from even if they are playing with it mm-hmm. i don't know yeah. i mean we haven't really talked about that the found versus like original music and where parody music falls on that scale it's a good point i think the best version of like satirizing a song can still rank super high because i think there's a lot of invention that comes with that and i think it's it's almost a different skill than original composition mm-hmm. Um, that is what Weird Al Yankovic would say, and I thank you for standing up for him in this <laughs> But, like, that's a great point. I think what Weird Al does is very good for the type of thing that he does. Um, and I don't, yeah. I don't think this is, like, quite close to that level. I think there, I think, like, especially the Adequate song is, like, very good, but I don't think any of the songs get better than that for me. No, to me, they actually sort of went downhill after that. Yeah. I think there was actually, for me, a distinct downhill progression as the as the episode went on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, at the risk of sounding ridiculous, I kind of say six again. Yeah, I think a six is fair. Yeah. Um, next category, lyrics. Kind of a similar place with this. Um, but, yeah, what did you think about the lyrics for this one? Um, I think they're kind of... They're in world is like dumb and Simpsons y, you know, mm-hmm. like of course we're going to make the rain in Spain and joke about your boogers. Yes. <laughs> right? Classic. Like we are this is not a highbrow show. 
Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Sort of ironic for taking this Pygmalion storyline on this unbelievably (laughs) lowbrow show. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great point. It's like an adaptation Um, of an adaptation. Yeah, it's like very odd. But um, yeah, I think it's probably better than the music, but not by a lot. Um, not I by think a lot. A similar problem. We just want more of it. I know it's a, it's a short runtime, but you had all of the Bart stuff that you didn't really need in this episode. Was that could so have been dedicated extremious. to more music. We could have destroyed Willie's house in any number of ways. We didn't need this weird side quest for Bart exactly. at the beginning of the episode. So yeah, yeah, I'd say a seven. Yeah, seven, seven. I think we're on on the same page there. Uh, dancing. There was. Almost no dancing. There's dancing in Indoors All Night. And there's a Um, little bit in um, the Nose song that he spins the kids around. Yeah, not on my clothes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's really very minimal. Mm -hmm. The most I enjoyed the dancing, if we would call it dancing, is Homer walking down the stairs uh, singing. He was having the best time in this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, sorry, I'm just throwing his pants on a go-kart. I did get a good chuckle out of it. It worked. I forgot I'm about that. <laughs> I'm going to get my funny. 50 laps in. <laughs> I giggled. I had a good giggle. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's really low. This is going to be like a two or a three, right? Like, yeah, I think I think a two is fair. Sure. Uh, next, we have performance. Obviously, that includes vocal performance and acting performance. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts there, Liza? Okay, so in terms of performance, I think something that to consider is that on The Simpsons, most of our actors play multiple mm-hmm. characters. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of have the same like core cast of like eight to ten folks who do all of The Simpsons characters. Essentially, there are those some who have gone on to do other more on-screen stuff. Like Hank Azaria is probably the one I can always pick out of the lineup. He does Coach Crupt in this, mm-hmm. the the mean coach. Um, but Dan Castellaneta, I just want to give a bit of a shout out to because he has to sing both as Homer and as Willie. And he has mm-hmm. to speak to himself as Homer and as Willie a few times in this episode. And I think it's relatively hard to clock that it's the same person. And I think on top of that, too, he has to do Willie singing and then he has to do Willie being more proper singing. That's and very true. It all yeah. comes off. I think he does honestly quite a great job. That is a very good point. Yeah, so I just wanted to shout out that um, Dan Castellaneta is really, really pulling us forward on this mm-hmm. one. <laughs> and, and everybody pulls their own weight. Whenever somebody has a singing line, they're very much singing in their character's voice, which I always appreciate. Like you were saying before, voice actors, they're pros. They're so good they're at what pros. they do, and yeah. they often are pretty good at singing. So I would rank this pretty highly. I think the only thing it doesn't have for me is that it's all pretty simple to sing. Uh, melodically. Sure. Yeah, we've got no like harmonies or anything like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking like an eight. Yeah, that's exactly where I was at. Great. Let's talk about the writing of this episode. Um, a little bit all over the place, like we were saying before, but what, what were your thoughts on the writing It's overall? all over the place, but that is the tone of this show. Right. This show is all over the place. It's... It's very much, you throw spaghetti at a wall in this writer's room, I think. Yes. Um, there are a couple moments where it's like notably a bit slower. Like I just felt like that whole scene with the ad exec was like 
so much longer mm-hmm. than most scenes for mm-hmm. some reason. And since it's our B plot and since I didn't get that they were parodying a Calvin Klein ad from 2006 that I don't remember extremely well. I'm so sorry to the advertisers. I think it's from even older. I think it's from 95 is the Oh my God. Okay. Not exactly topical. Um, So I do think there are moments. And again, we talked about how the first three minutes basically don't contribute to the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, you know, there's so much you can get away with when you're uh, the tone of your show is that it's zany, mm-hmm. but uh, a little more focus might have been appreciated, especially if you're going to do such a big effort on your A plot to take an, a multi hour musical and condense it to 20 minutes. So yep. I think, similarly to general vibe, I like it more than I dislike it. Mm-hmm. I really like the concept of let's have Lisa Simpson teach Willie how to be more refined like that's the way we're integrating my fair lady into this but yeah i i don't think it's perfect <laughs> to say no the least. definitely not i'm really thinking like a like a six or yeah. a seven yeah i feel that um direction a little bit of a similar thing to writing of course too but we're thinking about how things are framed how things are animated um mm-hmm. the transitions and all that where, where do you land on this liza um simpsons has some um they do and we've talked about this kind of joke before but those quick gags i think there there is something very clever about how quick they cut things um Mm -hmm. i think their editing team is really excellent but that also comes in animation that is so much the the direction and the animating team specifically so Mm -hmm. um yeah again certain scenes wouldn't work if they were a second longer Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a part of me that wishes I had watched My Fair Lady more recently and been able to recognize them copying certain sets or framings. Like, I'm sure the science fair looks similar to whatever ball they have. Mm-hmm. But nothing struck me as, like, very musical theater-y looking or, like, movie musical looking, except for the bit with Homer... Um, thinking about his blue jeans and the you know neon lights, which I think bumps up this direction quite a bit. Just that one. That sequence. was the strongest directorial moment by absolute miles. Was like rainbow of pants, but not blue. <laughs> like, <laughs> so the escalation good. of those signs also was really funny. I mean, it's like super funny. Right up to like blue pants jazz cafe. We don't sell blue pants. <laughs> and Homer's <laughs> face during it, I just I I love just that. like the sad Charlie Brown walk away (laughs) Um, yeah i agree i don't think that they take many like real strides i think that they pretty much stay within their wheelhouse i don't think that there is really anything about almost anything i should say about Mm -hmm. about the direction of this that is very music based so you know i feel like this is just getting a lot of middling scores but i I feel okay with like a five or a six again i i might bump it to a six for this or maybe even to a seven just because of that one sequence i really it's love really that really strong it's really <laughs> fucking funny um but let's let's go with the six i think that's fair yeah. um commitment how much do they commit to the idea of this being a musical how many songs are there all that good stuff we've talked about this already but yeah liza mm-hmm. where are you falling with this Oof, I mean it's tough, right? Because we talked that there are they do a good like kind of number of songs, but they're extremely short. Mm-hmm. Um, we 
are still we still have our b and c plots that are mm-hmm. happening so we're not spending our all of our time on this so like net total i'd say we probably have only about about 15 minutes in which to scrunch it all in mm-hmm. um i mean i stand by what i said before in that i think they commit to the idea of doing my fair lady more than they commit to the idea of doing a musical episode mm-hmm. um and i think that docks a few points for me at least i just wish these songs were just a little bit longer you know i, also, and I, f- I think i wish we involved more characters i yeah, mean my fair lady too. is not just henry and eliza going back and forth mm-hmm. um you know there's that suitor whose name i can't remember there's that <laughs> one character that there's one that guy other character. and then there's other characters Freddy, and i'm Freddy's sure there's an ensemble uh, <laughs> but you know we got no ensemble bits we yeah. really only have lisa and uh willie singing and then very briefly the music teacher right like mm-hmm. i do think we could have made more of an effort to have every one contribute really mm-hmm. Yeah, that being said, you know, they did find inventive ways to integrate this into the narrative, both musically and thematically. I still feel like it's maybe a four or five for me. Yeah, I'm thinking five. I think they kind of went halfway there. I think they had kind of one foot in, one foot out. Yes, I think that's right. Now, Stakes, this category is kind of interesting for this one. Is it a game changer for the show in any way? Um, no. What are the stakes for the characters? I mean, the stakes um, are the stakes are really the thing about these animated shows, and this tends to be their Achilles heel for our purposes. Is that um, the stakes? I mean, Principal Skinner says we return to status quo at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. We always do. That is the rule. So it's sort of hard to judge it on a stake scale because the stakes are. The only time things don't return to status quo are Treehouse of Horror episodes. Mm-hmm. And those are given special dispensation. <laughs> but me. I think I think you're hitting on a bit of the problem is that like when we came up with this category, we want the idea of the musical episode to feel special, um, mm-hmm. to feel like it matters in some kind of way to the show overall. And it's always, of course, hard to say with something like the Simpsons or any kind of animated show or, or even a sitcom where things reset, but it doesn't feel like uh, a special or unique experience for the it Simpsons. It doesn't feel for them like a singing. landmark episode. Like yeah. even if the stakes are going to be that we return to form at the end of it, I don't see like a special ad campaign, you know, for this week on the Simpsons. We That's do. Right. right. Like, so if maybe stakes for the purposes of this are, is it special? I don't think it is. I don't think we do mm-hmm. anything that's not really within our... We don't do anything that's out of our purview. Yeah. I don't think. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, maybe uh, like a two or a three then? Yeah, let's give it a three. All right. And then um, personal ranking. We'll average our scores, of course. But overall, how did this episode do for you as a as a musical episode? God, um... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We've broken her. We've stumped her. No more episodes. She's done. <laughs> She's out of juice, man. Uh, I don't know. I think I enjoyed this as an episode of TV. I don't know that I'd really refer to it. It's a musical episode, 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I enjoyed it more than I didn't enjoy it. I got 
several good chuckles in there. There is a reason this show's been on the air for 35 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> 35 Gregorian years. Do we use the Gregorian calendar or do we use the Augustinian calendar? We use the Gregorian, I think. Thank you. <laughs> Watch me be completely wrong. <laughs> Watch when we're both wrong. Like, we don't use either of those calendars. Um... It's been on for a million years. There are 755 episodes, a whopping number of episodes. Too many. It's too many. Um, it's arguably too many. But yeah, I, I I had a fine time. I was left sort yeah. of, you know, my life think, wasn't improved. <laughs> I think there is that one My Fair Lady fan who, like, loves this episode. Like, sure. The, I th- I'm sure this really hits for a very specific audience and we are so adjacent to that audience and it's not quite hitting is the thing that i think takes me away we are from just it. so barely out of that venn diagram yeah <laughs> just we're on the edge of it <laughs> really should we say our rankings at the same time mm, sure why not all right count us down three two one four. Oh. okay so five yeah that's fine that, that puts us right in the middle all right, so with a 54 out of 100, ouch, as its final score, uh, Simpsons episode My Fair Laddie is currently in fourth place out of the four musicals we've done. I'm not overly worried about this because I, The Simpsons will have so many more opportunities to climb up higher on this list. So many opportunities. There's a, a ton of these on our list. But next week, we'll see you once more with season seven, episode three of The Office, entitled Andy's Play. Ooh, very exciting. Uh, you can find this episode on Peacock. Thank you, as always, to Olivia Braslavsky, our angelic audio architect, and to Sakana Powell, our debonair digital designer. And if you like the show, please be sure to rate and review us. And if you don't, keep that to yourself, please. You can find us on Instagram at Once More With TV or contact us using the information in the show notes. And, and scene. scene. <laughs> <laughs>